Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host, and let's just take a couple moments and focus and relax. Remind yourself that the Lord is right there with you. He always is. And his presence with you is not dependent on your awareness of him. So, Lord, we just welcome you and we're grateful that you're here. And we just ask that you reveal yourself, you make yourself known to us in whatever way is best for each one of our situations. We're grateful that you want to finish the job that you've begun in us. You want to complete the work, and we join you in that. We want to participate. We want to join you with understanding and knowledge. We don't want to be dragged, kicking and screaming through our lives. We want to embrace what you want for us here on this earth. And we thank you that you are a a good and loving God, that your goodness draws us, not the fear of punishment or failure, but that your love is what draws us, because it's your love that meets our needs, that gives us the love and the eternal life that actually fills us to overflowing, gives us that that love, joy, and peace, and comfort, and rest that we all yearn for. And we thank you ahead of time, Lord, for what you're you're doing in each one of our lives, that, that you know better than we do what we need, that you know better than we do what tomorrow holds, and that you're making us ready for tomorrow. We don't have to know all the the ifs, ands, or buts, all the choices we have to make, all the decisions, all the things we say, all the things we, we try to understand. We can let you carry that burden, Lord, and we can just pay attention to those things that you're doing in our lives. So, Lord, we ask that you increase our awareness of you, but also what you're teaching us about the supernatural realm and even the natural realm. Heighten our senses. Make us sensitive to what's going on around us. And teach us what we need to learn about how to respond, how to turn to you, and what to do with the information you're giving us. We want to make the most of our time here so we can be ready for whatever comes next. We want to redeem the time, make the most of it, value the time here, and value the opportunities you've given us. So again, Lord, we thank you and we appreciate you and we're grateful for whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, whether they're 
they're fun and easy or difficult and stressful because we know those circumstances specifically were created for us to bring healing and restoration and rest and teach us kindness and gratitude and steadfastness and all those things that our spirit already is. Thank you, Lord. So as we pursue some of the things we're pursuing, we do want to remind ourselves of the long game, the, the, what we're doing here on this earth, what we're, what we're wanting to conclude while we're here is that oneness, that spirit, soul, and body becoming complete and entire. Not not the soul, not the body, but spirit, soul, and body. That is the truth of our eternal life. It's in our spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. But your state of being is determined about the condition of your spirit. If your spirit has been born again, reinvigorated, re-spirited, you are alive. If your spirit has not been born again, reinvigorated, re-spirited, you are dead in your spirit. And the things of the Lord are alien to your spirit. Your soul will misinterpret what's going on in the supernatural realm and what's going on in the natural realm because your spirit, if your spirit is dead, if you are not, have not been regenerated in your spirit. This is why we get these preconditions, presuppositions, misunderstandings about what's going on in the supernatural realm. Because so much of what we've been taught and what we believe has been based on misinterpretations of those who have had exposure to the supernatural realm but have been dead in their spirit. This is where witchcraft comes from. Demonic worship, anything like that, black magic. Tapping into the the strength and the power and the authority in the supernatural realm that is true and accurate and God-given, God-created. But inaccurately interacted with because the spirit is dead. If your spirit is alive and you interact with the supernatural, God sharpens your perceptions and you begin to perceive with accuracy. And that which is God wants to teach you about you will learn. And that which is not important right now, it won't affect you. There's nothing that God wants to bring us through that he deliberately puts us into a place where we are overcome with fear. We're going to have fear. We're going to be afraid. There's going to be things that, that 
we're we're not sure about. That's true in the supernatural. That's true in the natural. When we're learning anything new, when you're a little child and you're learning to ride a bike, that can be a scary thing. As an adult, when you're starting a new relationship, when you're starting a new job even, sometimes public speaking, those are all things that cause fear. But it's not an overwhelming fear, something that can't be broached. And likewise in the supernatural, there's going to be things because we've not been exposed to it. We don't know what, how it works, what to expect. And again, maybe because we have heard things about what goes on in the supernatural realm and has been interpreted by those who are dead in their spirit, we have to recalibrate what we believe, listening to God, what he has to say about what's going on in the supernatural realm. Just as a reminder, if you're born again, you've been re-spirited you have power and authority over absolutely everything in the supernatural realm we we don't always know how to exercise that power and authority but that's what we're learn, learning to do we are learning to understand how the devil works you know, we all have buttons, you know, that, you know, somebody's pushed my buttons. That, okay, that's something that really bothers me. And we, and we react. Well, those are buttons. And there's only so many kinds of buttons. And the devil knows how to push them. And sometimes our friends and, and enemies know how to push those buttons. The solution is not to get rid of our friends and enemies and the devil it's to disconnect those buttons and that's what the Lord is in the process of doing and sometimes in order to disconnect those buttons so that even when they're pushed we don't react to them there's just nothing there a lot of times God puts us in the situation where they get pushed a lot He can work with us when we're working with him. He's going to do it anyway. He's going to make changes. But a lot of times we don't see the changes because we're not looking for them. And God wants us to be aware of what he's doing in our lives. Now, some of the questions that have come up have been about like dreams. And we've talked about dreams and visions and trances and miracles and signs and wonders. And isn't it, one of the questions is, isn't it presumptuous to ask? You know, if God wants me to have something, why doesn't he just give it to me? Sometimes he does, because he wants to create a thirst. But he also wants to create gratitude. And he creates gratitude by wanting us to want what he wants. He values our teaching, our learning, our, the path we're on. He values us. 
He values our growth. And the way we value it is to ask, Lord, teach me. I want to know what's going on here. So in a sense, it's presumptuous to not to ask, but to assume. Assume that he's going to do whatever he wants. That's, remember, at the end of the day, what God wants is relationship. Not you being a perfect little clone or perfect little robot. Spirit, you know, so-called spiritually mature, which there is no such thing. You're either spiritually alive or spiritually dead. Your, your spirit does not grow mature, become mature. And your, even your soul, your soul is not becoming mature. Your soul is becoming free from itself to be joined to your spirit, giving up control and being reunited with spirit, with your spirit. Again, you are not your soul. God gave the soul he wanted you to have to you. So by just asking, okay, God, well, if you want me to have it, you know, I'd have it. In a sense, you could say, well, guess what? You have it, whatever it is. You may be experiencing dreams and visions and signs and wonders and miracles, and because your awareness has not been heightened, you wouldn't know. And because you're waiting and insisting that God break through, whenever he tries to, you turn your head. You say, okay, you know, well, if he really wanted me to do, to do this, I'd be doing it. This is why we come back to the importance of waiting on him. If you want relationship with him, which as a, as a spirit being, as a Christian, your, your soul is, may resist, but your spirit is in relationship with God. And part of just being a Christian is to know God. And God sometimes withdraws himself to create a hunger and thirst that we would follow to get follow him to get those needs met. So where do those needs come from? It's not because we're bad or we missed him, or we're making up for a previous generation. It's God knocking, knocking on your door, getting your attention. Now, if you're just going to sit there, put earmuffs on, you know, he doesn't force himself on us. He wants us to want him. Do you want what he wants for you? He doesn't want to force himself on you. He wants you to be wanted, to want him. Now your spirit does. And if you're struggling with that, that would be something I'd want you to 
to ask the Lord about what's going on in your soul. Are you afraid of what the Lord wants to do in your life? A lot of times we're afraid he's going to make us do something that we don't want to do, that we're going to get hurt, we're going to get give up something we enjoy. He's going to make us move or change or again do whatever, something we don't want to do. That's something you need to talk to the Lord about. That's something that that clearly is infringing on freedom and healing and actually getting your real needs met. And it's based on a lie. Because those those things that we hold on to are taking the place of the real thing, God himself. So as we spend more time with him, he increases your awareness. And a lot of times the things that we're struggling with, they fall by the wayside. We find that ah, that wasn't that big, that wasn't important to me after all. Because now that I've got this, it was worth it, giving up. And then we look back later and we go, why was I struggling with that so much? Why did I think it was so important to hold on to that? part of the process the process of our soul being healed and restored and reunited with our spirit your soul isn't going to be crushed how your soul functions is not going to be ruined your personality and character are not going to be you're not going to become all of a sudden uh, you know a saint you know where everything is above you or below you or beside you or you can't you're you have to get rid of your friends and your family and go move you know into a nunnery or a monastery no the soul god gave you in the body he gave you is exactly what he wants you to have for this time here on this earth but trust is part of having a relationship with him we have that trust by experiencing him And one of the things that we do when we say, well, if God wanted me to have this, I'd have it. Or if God wanted me to have these experiences, I'd be having them. Is we're we're putting up a hand to God and saying, you will only interfere with my life on certain conditions that I control. In other words, you're saying no to God. Now, our soul is already doing that, so it's not like it's any big surprise to God. But what we want to remind ourselves is that our spirit has already said yes. Who you are, your spirit has already told God, given him permission to do whatever he wants to do. End of sentence. You've already said yes. Now, part of your soul is saying no. And even if we aren't aware of it, part of your soul is still trying to maintain control. That's, again, it's not a surprise. But when we recognize, okay, this is becoming a hindrance. I don't want to hinder God. I want God to have free reign to do whatever he wants in my life. And then we can start saying, okay, Lord, 
I'm not comfortable doing this, but I give you permission to do. I knowingly give you permission to do whatever you want in my soul and in my body, in my circumstances. And I ask you, Lord, if you want me to be experiencing these signs and wonders, the supernatural, what's going on, have angelic experiences, even the demonic encounters, I embrace them. I ask you for them. I ask you to provide whatever circumstances and experiences are necessary to bring me into a greater union, spirit, soul, and body. I want to show up for class. I want to take the notes. I want to do the homework. I want to take the test. I want to pass to the next grade. I I want what you want for me, Lord. So again, it's not unusual that we don't, that things that we are, aren't comfortable with, we find a way to get out of doing. Our soul is, is tricky. Our soul, your soul, my soul, we, it has its own ways of doing things. And a lot of times there, we learn these tricks from our family or from the religious upbringing we've had or from our temperament or from our, the strengths and weaknesses of our soul. But none of that matters because God knows exactly where we're at at any given time. And he puts us in circumstances where we can experience the lack of life in doing things our own way, letting our soul do things its own way. So but part of the challenge that has come out in in this setting, besides just being besides just saying, well, if the Lord wanted me to be having these experiences, I'd be having them. Another part of that is the whole idea of what Western Christianity, the industry that has been created around that whether we call it a movement or um, techniques, the books, the conferences that are created around different aspects of the supernatural realm as being held up as being gifts or more important or special anointings or, or offices or mantles, that these are special things for special people. And we regard one another whether you have these special things or not. And just as we want to be aware that that God wants us to want those things and not just say, okay, God, if you wanted me to have them, I'd have them. Odds are you're having them and you're missing out on experiencing them because you your soul is resisting what you are experiencing. But also, if we put too much emphasis and are distracted and we're easily distracted by this and other things. Our soul is easily distracted. It's another way we cope with change. Our soul doesn't like change. We don't like change. Change is confusing. 
It's hard. And we'll very often we'll resist it when we can. That's not something we need to be ashamed of or run away from. God is the one changing your soul. You don't have to. Just let's be engaged with what he's doing. So there's going to be times when he's going to emphasize certain aspects of the supernatural realm, whether it is the characteristics that you already have in your soul, the latent powers of the soul, to view and experience and and exercise power and authority in the soul that we all have. Again, the only difference between non-believers and believers is whether they have a living spirit because it's been revitalized by Christ, we're born again, or we're dead in our spirit. But the power, the characteristics, the abilities in the soul is there whether we're a believer or not. But once we become a believer, God's purpose is to reunite our soul and spirit. And part of that reunion is an energizing of our soul. And he, God picks how he does that. And we could be following along a real close path with somebody and then all of a sudden go off into two different uh, in kinds of emphasis and then come back and join each other back up on the same path. There's no telling where God wants you this time next year. That's one of the reasons we, we have a challenge with this, this emphasis on trying to know the will of God. You are in the will of God. You can't be out of it because he is spirit. And if you're born again, you are spirit. And there's nothing in this world that is out of his will. So we don't need to worry about understanding his will or trying to figure out what he's doing. It's just ask him, Lord, how am I doing? Let me know if I'm off anywhere. Give me desires in my heart. And he'll do that. He'll meet us where we're at. And he gives us a hunger and a thirst to move in the direction he wants us to go in. Now, throughout history, there have been individuals and occasionally a group or movement that have, for at least a time, learned to rest in dependence on the Lord unconditionally. Part of that is they have had an, an understanding and an experience of what's gone on, what goes, it's going on in the supernatural. So this has made them targets for the enemy. And we can learn much from them. Sometimes they, they're written their experiences in books or songs or just, you know, things we've learned about them. There have also been groups that have exalted the influence of the devil as equal to and sometimes greater than the absolute authority and influence of the Lord himself. And we're going to start talking about that next week because it's really, really, really important that we understand and have our beliefs line up with the truth that God does not have an opposite. God created good 
God created evil. God created the angels. God created the demons. They, everything fulfills his purpose. It's the right hand and the left hand of God. We need both in our lives. The light and the dark, the positive and the negative, the bitter and the sweet. How he uses that is up to him. But we should, in, we should value our encounters with evil as much as we value our encounters with good. Under the auspices of valuing our being trained by God himself. The circumstances you find yourself in, very often we think if we're in a bad circumstance, it's because we've missed the will of God or we've not pleased him. We get this idea that if we're, if we're doing God's will, if we're doing, fulfilling his purpose, if we're on the right track, then everything will go fine. But if the enemy is after us or if we're ha- bad things are happening in our lives, we must have missed him somewhere. And these are the lies that we, we, he wants to expose so he can reveal the truth of the eternal life, the eternal spirit that he is, rather than being pulled at the, to the two sides of the, of the tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We get caught up in that. We caught up, get caught up in thinking that we should only eat the tree out of the tree of good rather than understanding there's no separating. It's all one because it's all part of the struggle of our soul to learn how to exercise the power and authority in the supernatural realm. So thanks for tuning in. We're beginning beginning to speak about some specifics about what's going on in the supernatural realm as far as the good and the evil, angelic and demonics, next week. So until then, drop me a line at dianeattherainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. I'm always happy to, to address your questions, and some of them, if you've got questions, odds are others do too. So certainly feel free to, even if you think they're simple, drop me a line. So thanks for tuning in. I'll be getting back again with you this same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.